This podcast is being brought to you by IDon'tDoClubs.com, founded in 2011 by Janice Jamila. I Don't Do Clubs is an online community that specializes in social experiences for black professionals. Again, IDon'tDoClubs.com. Indulge in a cup of fine Hennessy and apple juice and take heed to some real shit. Yep, yep, you're in the Hen and Apple Juice podcast. I go by the name of that boy, DJ Ace Boom. I got my lovely co-host with me. Hi, Angelou. What's we good? Here. It's happening. Nigga, we back. Man. Alive. Barely. <laughs> nah, I'm good. I'm good. Hey, man. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. As always, man, it feels good to be back in the building. Always feels good to record. Yeah. Uh, bring our juicers out there. Um... The juice. Yes. We're giving the juices the serving, juice, man. Serving up the juice. We're serving up the juice, man. Um, how about this? Let's, let's start the people off and let them know how they can follow us, Fire Angela. We're on Twitter. Uh-huh. Hen underscore apple juice. Instagram. Mm-hmm. Hen underscore apple juice. Uh-huh. And on Facebook, the Hen and Apple Juice Podcast. Fuck with us. Follow us. Are like we on us. Snapchat or what, what are we doing there? Nah, we ain't on Snapchat. I mean, individually. Okay. We ain't got a page. That'd be that's too much. That'd be too much on <laughs> you. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm, not, barely, I'm barely not, handling. That, not on me. I mean, <laughs> Somebody write something on Facebook. I'm like, oh, shit, they wrote this two days ago. <laughs> gotta be extra nice. Hey, man, we're going to get there. Um, first things first, this Saturday. It's happening. Hen and Apple Juice launch party. We're in Atlanta at La Vie. Yeah. Make sure you show up. Support us, man. It is officially going down. It's going to be um, so much fun. We I'm got like an ev- event bright or something like that? Yeah, we got an event bright. Um, I've, if you know me, more than likely, I've already texted you or uh, slid in your DMs or uh-huh. harassed you via group me okay. or whatever. But the link is in our bio. We'll give you, uh, I guess, our social media handles sure. later. But the link is in our bio. Fuck with us. Come through. All of those things. It is officially going down in Atlanta. Hen and Apple Juice Podcast launch party at our home base. Uh, big shout out to Will Hill, Bobby Trentsetter, uh coordinating everything for us. Um, it is Super going dope. down, man. I, I swear. Make sure y'all come party with us. Uh, La Vie is just a dope spot. I ordered we, my shirt today. We're going to have hookahs and, and bottles and, and shit like that. You ordered the, the shirt? All the shit you new Negroes like. Y'all know y'all like hookahs and liquor. It's the combination of both things. Fuck with us. Fuck yeah, with us. Going down uh, March 5th again, man. We'll see y'all Saturday night. It's going crazy. And as also, uh, as far as Angelou just mentioned, uh, hop on our IG page. Mm-hmm. Am I stating that correctly? Hop on our IG page, hint underscore apple juice. Yep. Click the link in the bio. Bio. B-I-O. Bio. Mm-hmm. I said by you. Like, oh, like uh, in, uh, Louisiana? Like Eve. Oh, like Eve's, that was a good-ass <laughs> movie. Okay. You like that movie? That's yeah, with um, Journey Smollett. Journey Smollett. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and Samuel Jackson. Samuel Jackson plays in a lot of Greek. A lot of good movies. Um, anyway, click the link in the bio, man. Make sure you uh, RSVP there. It's absolutely no cover. Honestly, we just want y'all niggas' information. That's it. Somebody so, texted me today and said that. It was like, so <laughs> it's the event break for formalities because it's <laughs> always free. Yeah. I was like, I wouldn't say formalities. We just need to know who's coming. Yeah, we just want to know, if man. If only 20 people show up, we could do that shit in my apartment. Exactly. And um, you never know, man. We may have some... Um, I don't know, some giveaways or some shit. Oh, shit. 
you know, people just say that. I'm <laughs> <laughs> we got something special. Hey, we got something man. special if you RSVP, so make First sure. First 15 people get there, man. You, hey, you don't want to miss it. You don't want to miss what's going down. The first 15 people there, we get you in free. Man, uh, it's going to be something you, to talk about. Yeah, you can come talk to us at the bar. I'm telling you, man. Giving out free hugs and handshakes, it's fucking, man. It's fucking special, man. Uh, <laughs> speaking of launch parties, this past weekend, CIAA, nigga, did it go down? It went all the way down. Nigga. That shit was... Man. I don't think I was prepared. I mean, I was prepared, <laughs> but I had no idea. Hey, so first of all, the whole weekend is, is insane. <laughs> it's too much. First of all. So I'll, I'll let you... All right, I'll let you go through your weekend, then I'll go through my weekend, then we'll come back and we'll touch on the launch party. Okay. Okay, what you got? So, weekend, left bright and early Friday morning because we had tickets to day parties and night parties. Mm -hmm. Shit was going down. It's Ace Boom birthday, so he's Ooh, dancing it up. He's like, oh, shit, man, I'm man, turned up. I'm turned birthday. up. <laughs> so, the ride down... <laughs> It's good. Hey. You know what I mean? I got bottles in the car, but we was like, let's just, you know, let's wait till we're about an hour out and we'll get there. Yeah. So we get to the first day party and the shit was turned. I didn't know that it was going to be a section there, but we went some Negroes who just have to get a section. Shout out to the dream team. <laughs> I told you we had a go. section. I had no idea. I thought it was for the party at night. So I walk in, I'm like, oh shit. And then there's already females in the section. So my homeboy says to me, hey, I know these ugly hoes taking up y'all seat. Uh, I don't know who brought them in here. We trying to get them out. He's like, I just let them know they had a time limit. But that shit was turned because shout out to Mallory. Our bartender kept pouring drinks. And Mallory I was like, hey. kept us turned. Yeah. So that was legit a lot of fun left there. And I feel like that's when it gets kind of blurry. <laughs> I feel like we were like bar hopping from place to place. It was cold as fuck. There was so many black people. Oh, it was okay. a lot of y'all. At the epicenter. I was like, shit. So I, we went to a a rooftop party. We went maybe. to the rooftop. That shit is a blur. <laughs> All I know is my homeboy said, hey, Shell, you drunk. And I was like, oh, my God, how do you know? <laughs> and I was like, can other people tell? <laughs> he was like, nah, I just know the cadence of your speech. Mm -hmm. And uh, you're a little off right now. And I see my, my girlfriend come to me and say, yeah, I just took a shot of Douce. I was like, you don't drink. <laughs> that was supposed to be the whole thing. Hey, niggas is all out of character. Man. Uh, and I think every about, well, it was two nights. Mm -hmm. Both nights, me and everybody I was with, we were asleep by... <laughs> 11.45. Niggas couldn't even make and it past 12. And I don't give a fuck because <laughs> we still had so much fun. I got all of my feel. I didn't need to do anything Man. else. I had a good ass time. Lots of drinking, lots of dancing. At the actual Must Love Beers party, I felt like everybody in there was my motherfucking best friend. Man. That's how I get when I'm drinking. So I'm Man. talking to everybody, talking to people about their shoes, their hat. And shout out to the people that walked up to me, like at least six of y'all. And was like, we listen to the podcast every week. And I'm like, for real? Because I'm still surprised. Like, yeah. I see the listens. But I'm like, you listen to us every week. And they was like, Crazy. I was like, I don't believe you. They had Crazy. to pull it up on their phone. Shout out to y'all, man. It was so much fun. Crazy. That's, I mean, that's about it. Absolutely that's, insane. So that's all I got. So my my uh my trip started off. Um, I'm headed uh, headed to y'all crib or whatever, and y'all ready? I mean, I pull up, y'all in the car packed. Oh, me and my girl I'm, are playing. I'm like, what the fuck? So I get out the car, get my shit out, 
And I hopped straight in and we on the road. Yeah. Boom. I'm like, oh, shit, nigga, this trip going to be crazy. So as we're approaching, we start drinking. Uh, I get dropped off at my, my LB house. They in that bitch lit already. So it I had to. It felt good. It felt good. So we got there. Next thing you know, boom, we hit the day party. Uh, we get, we got our section. Yep. Nigga, I bought a bottle. I never buy a bottle. That's just every. That's against everything I believe in. Shout buying out to Erica, the tax lady, because those bottles in the club be so much, and you be like, oh, they be ridiculous. Yeah. I I I told him. I said, don't tell me how much it is. Just just <laughs> just here's the card. Just give me a big ball of crown. So we turned up in that bitch. I'm I'm having a blast. Uh, met some good people. I don't know where my wife and oh her crew were. You were so concerned. If you would have asked me one more time where your goddamn wife was, and I'm texting them like, y'all, please get here. I text your wife, and I was like, where are y'all? They was like, we just got to change clothes, whatever. You kept every five minutes. She was checking in. I thought it was kind of sweet, but on another level, hey, I'm drunk and shit. Oh, nigga, I was, was lit. Like, where the fuck my wife at? And I'm like, they be here in five minutes. She was like, fuck them niggas. <laughs> and I was like, are you excited? I, you I figured she would probably swing off and duck off and get with her boyfriend for a minute, but I kind of got... You don't live in Charlotte. But niggas travel. <laughs> niggas travel. So, um, we left that, we left that motherfucker live and i'm already like oh shit you know i'm kind of drunk but i'm cool i'm a very cool drunk so then we go to uh we go to that rooftop no hold on wait i just let you say something that's not true i had to really think about this i'm not a cool drunk um we talked about this me and the girls we had a sidebar conversation okay when you're drunk there's so many emotions that you feel yeah it's like all of them come out is that right you like Sometimes you get angry, and then sometimes you're, like, so loving. You're like, <laughs> man. Because you told me, you was like, you my nigga, Shell. Like, it's baby G, and then you. You, like, second. <laughs> he was like, but fuck you, man. And I was like, what? What is that? What, what hey. is that? It was, like, so loving, so man. angry, so happy, so sad. Let me tell you what, not, what I couldn't understand. We, we got bottles and shit in our section. And niggas still ordering shots. So I'm like, what the, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> I was so drunk. Who did that? Uh, Mo I, did that shit. I was like, I was we, like why are we ordering shots? Nigga, we, we had like four bottles. They <laughs> like, kept coming. They and just, that girl was so happy to bring those shots Oh, over my there. God. She just kept coming. I couldn't believe it. So we left there. We Everybody already lit. You already get the feeling. All right, this weekend is going to be epic. We go to the roof party. The roof, that rooftop party have an absolute blast Mm -hmm. we started drinking some more yeah so i'm like oh shit it's still happening it's still it's still happening it's still going down and so after that that's when things got cloudy for me we went to go get something to eat at some restaurant i remember i don't even remember what i ate that place was not good was it i don't it's a little (laughs) hazy i think me and my girlfriend got into an argument in the parking lot because it's i saw it on snapchat i didn't remember it in real life Mm -hmm. but my two homegirls that was with us was like damn daniel back at it with the lesbian argument i was like oh shit what is going on they was like the next day they was like you went off on her and i was like and she went off on you i was like i don't remember any of that shit nigga so it was a fine-ass bartender at that place though courtney shout out to courtney shout out out to courtney um so we left there and i i I tap out i'm i'm done yeah i'm done but i feel niggas punching on me at like 11 45 like get up niggas time to go no nigga go go where i don't want to (laughs) go 
I've, I've had fun today, guys. I'm done. <laughs> I'm you good. You can say it too. He's like, shit, we can go back to it later. <laughs> yeah, I was good. I was like, we're here for the lunch party. We're here I'm for like, lunch party. So we end up, I end up going back out. Um, we went to the Rick Ross DJ Envy party. Crazy. Crazy. We Did bought tickets to that. that. Did not Crazy. So my nigga, he steals a bottle. So we just drinking. And <laughs> long story short, after that, we went to IHOP. I come back. We pass out. The next morning, I thought that was it. I I, I drunk seven Gatorades. Mm. And I seven, we counted them. And I had to throw up at least nine times. Where did you get seven Gatorades from? We Somebody had plenty of Gatorades for okay, electro to prepared. boost. Okay. Man, oh, Saturday morning was so rough. It, it was absolutely the coming worst. Coming out both ends. Coming out both ends. So I'm, I'm coming up top and I'm coming out bottom. But I told y'all how I feel about this cheap-ass tissue these niggas be buying. <laughs> so you, if, you, if you're just coming out both then you only can go like once every eight hours. No wet wipes. No wet wipes. Cheap-ass tissue. Diarrhea stings your ass, so, too, if it's, come So, nigga, I'm raw. <laughs> and I'm throwing up. I couldn't even walk past the bathroom. Oh, God. I think it was more food poisoning. I was like that because, I don't know, we all drink a lot. Yeah. I know what hungover feels like. I think it was more food poisoning uh, or something along the lines from that goddamn IHOP. So, See, that's what you get. Man, about about 3 o'clock, 3.30, when y'all came over, I started finally feel a little bit better. Um, but as soon as I got to the spot, I was like, nigga, let's go. Right. It, it, it was turned. Yeah, it, it all hit me. Man, so we had an absolute blast. Man. Nigga, apostrophe. I had a blast. That was a good ass time. That that was just a great time, and to see niggas like dancing, like dancing, it was dancing, so much fun. It you it almost gave you that that house party feel, right? Like niggas was actually dancing on each other. And when I saw your girlfriend dance, saw a twerk. I saw a twerk. I just looked for a little bit. I said, "Oh shit! <laughs> oh shit! Oh shit!" Levels like, of oh shit, nigga. It, it was, happened. It was levels it of oh shit. Um. Absolutely great. It party. was so much fun. It was because I got there before you did, mm-hmm. so because I was like, I don't really know. Like, should I be there on time? Yeah. I'd just be an hour and a half late. That, gotcha. I'm so so strategic and yeah. everything. Okay. So we get there, and as soon as I walk in, the MC is like, "Shout out to Fire Angelo in the building," and it don't take shit to gas me up. Okay. <laughs> I am like a low lit flame. You can just blow something on me. And I'm like, shit, I'm famous. <laughs> so. I walk in. I try to walk past the girl at the door. Yeah. And I was like, they was like, oh, we still need your ID. I was like, all right, man, hurry this shit up. I'm looking <laughs> cool as fuck. I'm not like trying to get to, I don't know where to go. I don't want to assume that yeah. there's a section for yeah. me to be in. So I'm just like, you know, just walk around. You know, this is my fucking party. Exactly. I mean, just walk around. Do so you. then stay in the section and my friends kept being like, that moment your friend thinks she really run the party, she's going to stand <laughs> up in VIP all night. Like, it's her shit. Oh, but shit. But towards the end of the night, we was all, I was all over the place. Oh, niggas was lit. All over the Niggas was, was lit. It was just people. There were people I knew which were surprising. Like, I know people who I was with, but there were other people who had come up. Mm-hmm. And then I just felt like I knew everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, we had a uh, we had a, a phenomenal time. Big shout out to I Don't Do Clubs yeah. and Janice. Thank you a million times for putting us on. Charlotte, the launch party was absolutely. Yeah, it was amazing. And I didn't drink just, one thing because I was so fucked up the the, the day yeah, before. Yeah, I saw people kept handing you drinks. Niggas kept handing me drinks. I'll just hand them. I'll just move them to the side. 
So I just want to focus on DJing and make sure that everybody had, awesome had a job. good time. Appreciate it, man. That transition from swag surfing to I think baby girl, you're so damn fine. Oh. And I was like, he noticed my he did it for me. <laughs> the thing is, everybody felt like you were DJing for them. That's a fucking awesome DJ. Hey, you man. did a good job. Hey, I, I appreciate it, man. I, I had an good absolute shit. I had an absolute blast, man. So C I double A, um, our launch party was was absolutely crazy. Yeah, it's going to be crazier this weekend. It's going to be so epic, so dope this weekend. Man. Another epic and special thing happened over the weekend. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Dropped a fucking bomb on them. I tried to, but I, I can't That's hear it. That's all right. <laughs> <Let> it, oh. <laughs> Something I, played. I, I know what happened. Here we go. DJ Ace Boom. That works? Yeah, it's okay. And, and I hit, all right, <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> My motherfucking birthday, I, I'm officially 31, man. I approach every birthday with mixed emotions for some reason, mm. like I'm, I'm losing my youth, uh, but I also gain some wisdom, and I'm also, um, I also take time to reevaluate my life and kind of where I anticipated myself being financially um, as well as just uh, spiritual, spiritually um, as well as with my family, so... All in all, man, I'm definitely happy. It's good times. It's good times, man. What uh, did you get? I didn't see a flippogram. I saw a photo grid. I you saw the collage? collage? Yeah, that was just some some stunt shit. Okay. You know what I mean? It was nice, though. The caption was very It was It was touching. like a... It, the caption was dope, but it was like a, a transgression of my weight gain. I can't. <laughs> so you you oh see the... God. If you see the bottom left picture, it's like the, you don't even recognize me. And <laughs> just keeps going so you, you start from the bottom left I can't and you shit. you go around oh, oh shit oh my god so i'm gonna I'm I'm retweet that bitch or repost that bitch so um you know um i got i got the collage post yeah and i got some um i got some tims okay good tims are dope so that was my birthday that's awesome see we wanted to go out uh sunday but nigga, I, I'm, everybody was I'm, just clinging on. I'm motherfucking tired. <laughs> motherfucking tired. <laughs> nigga, let me let me just catch my breath. Um, we just got back. We went out to eat, but then after we ate, I Over. was like, Over. she wanted to talk about the weekend. I'm dozing off. Yeah, nigga. I was like, hey, I'm not, I'm not gonna make it. I'm tired as fuck. Slept late this morning, man. and I was just like, man, I didn't think I was tired as soon as we got off the road. But once I sat down for a minute, that shit hit. It was over. That shit absolutely hits, over. man. Hey, great weekend, man. That's yeah. that's just that's kind of the, the you know one of the times in life you live for. You 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 have fun with close friends. Yep. Well, at least for me, you have club, f- fun with close friends. Uh, people. Who, I mean, worst case scenario, you can always count on them to support you mm-hmm. in some facet of your life. And the fact that people drove up. Yeah. And came to the party yeah. to support us. Pay money in some Pay. kind of way. It took off work. Exactly. Like, it's crazy. And big big shout out to my boys, man. Big shout out to the dream team, man. Good time. They, they kept your boy. They they just did it how you how it was supposed yeah. to be done. I mean, it was a lot of fun over the weekend, man. It was we, a lot we of just fun. we just had a had great a time. lot of moments uh, with. With the girls, it, it, it kind of felt like two separate trips, but then when we all came together, it was like yeah. the best mix. It, it was, but, um, yeah, we had some times, man. <laughs> it was so dope, man. All right, man, enough about us at, at CIAA weekend because we could really do the whole show on it. I right. know we just spent the, the last recap. 20 minutes uh, talking about it, but all that to hype you all up for what is going down this Saturday. 
uh, at LaVie. Uh, as always, man, we got a dope show lined up for you. Small business shout out. We're going to have a follow-up conversation on the girl talk that happened last week. So if you haven't checked out episode 13, please do yourself a favor and do so. Uh, Five Andrews Gay Corner, also that blue cheese mix. But dig this, man. We're going to start the show um, with small business shout out. Something or someone we've been trying to get on for the past couple of weeks. Yeah, man. Fire Angel, go for it. All right. I feel like I've done this three times, but here we go. So I want to give a shout out, small business shout out to my barber, specifically Jace at Off The Hook Barbershop here in Atlanta. Jace is straight from Chicago. He's only been here for a few months, but he's making a name for himself. Yep. If you know anything about black businesses, salons and restaurants and barbershops are like the go-to things that people do. So I think it's imperative that we shout another barber out. We shouted out Steph the barber before, but we shouted out my barber at one of the oldest barbershops here in Atlanta on Peter Street. Off the hook, Jace. Instagram is Barberology. His hashtag is pound Jace did it. J-A-C-E. Shout out to Jace. He keeps me right. I had to get a lineup for this weekend. Just got a one last weekend. Oh, back to back. Got to stay fresh. My nigga. Not going to catch me slipping. As a woman with low hair, my line and my eyebrows have to be on point. Got to get them right. So shout out to Jace. He keeps me right. He cuts my girlfriend hair, too. He does her undercut. He does everybody. I love him. Shout out to you, Jace. Barbarology. Hashtag Jace did it. Big shout out to Jace, man. Check him out on that IG or just go by Peter Street get that fresh cut. Yep. Tell him the Hen and Apple Juice podcast sent you for a uh, for 50 cent off. Yeah. Can we promote that? <laughs> sure. I'll be with it. But then swing back around and tip him that 50 cent to kind of level him out. If you go to your barber, he dropping coins in your hand yeah, and something different yeah, happening. Yeah, 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 my nigga. So a uh, big shout out to Jace, man. Very dope barber. We appreciate your support. And as always, man, we will do anything we can to support you. Um, and we may have some some things planned in the future that he can be involved with, but okay. I'll tell you about that. I'm excited. My I dog. love we. It's like you have these like little surprises. Yeah, you so like that? Fun. Yeah, okay. I like surprises. Cool. Um, so check this out, man. Last week, uh, as you all know, um, I think Fire and I were on about 20 minutes or so, and then she led a conversation with uh, with four uh, females that were here, and they had some interesting things. Uh, to discuss but a couple things well one particular thing really caught my attention um it was kind of the basis of a conversation uh involved around settling but dating and money and for me just to hear another woman's perspective on dating and money always just kind of caught my ear and i was just always interested to hear exactly what they had to say Mm -hmm. so two highlights from the conversation one is i don't discuss um what i do for a living on the uh, first on the first date baffled me yeah couldn't 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 get it i don't think most of us in the room got it Mm -hmm. but it was a bold statement very bold it was said with confidence yeah i don't i don't get because the point that saint onyx and i were making is that or we had a like after the podcast we had a Long time, everybody afterwards i missed all of that yeah yeah, you had you had left okay but we were talking about like to me, asking what you do sort of signifies, number one, where are you spending most of your day? Exactly. That, and it also, it signifies to me what you're passionate about. Sure. What, what do you like to do? What mm-hmm. are your interests? It's not necessarily, because I don't know if someone gives their job title that it always correlates to their salary. So you could tell me what you do, but that doesn't mean I instantly know what your salary exactly. is. And I'm not going to go on 
you know, salary.com or Glassdoor and look you up. It's just, I don't know. I don't know yeah. people who live that lifestyle. It, exactly. So, so I, I don't know. I'm a banker. Yeah. But you could be 30,000 to yeah. 350. You could be one of the people in the private office or yeah. you could be the one changing my five, my hundreds into one. Exactly. And no shade against anybody. No shade against to anybody. Me, all work is meritorious. Yeah. But I'm just saying, you Listen telling you. me what you do. Meritorious up, ass nigga. It's not indicative mm-hmm. of how Ooh, much you double make. Double time. Come back. Look, two times. Hey. You're not holding me back. I like it. But yeah, no, nah, I I don't know. Yeah, I, I definitely definitely didn't understand that. I think anytime you're on a date and you ask questions of interest to get to know a person, I think it 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 should benefit uh, each party to to be transparent off off rip. Yeah, like, I, I get maybe because I was talking to somebody about this today. If you're in the industry, if you are maybe an athlete, or if you have a celebrity status, yeah, because then you don't want people to use you for what they can get from you. I got you. Uh, so you be, you know, the people in the industry, especially here in Atlanta and other big cities, y'all know this too. People be kind of ambiguous, like, yeah, you know, I make yeah. some things shake. You yeah. know what I mean? Because you people are they used to people taking advantage of them. Mm-hmm. But your average college educated person, uh, let's work in your your standard nine to I just five. Just want to know what you do. I, I, d- I just want to know what's going on. Eight I mean, hours man, a day. What, what do you do? What? How do you get paid? I mean, uh, I don't want to know what you get paid. Yeah. So, don't know how. Yeah, and it wasn't a question of of how much you you get paid. So, I mean, uh, for me, that that doesn't. I I don't necessarily care how much you get paid. I mean, yeah. I would hope that you could uh, suffice for yourself, which kind of piggybacked into my uh, my next conversation around dating and money and something I overheard. Over the weekend, I don't know if you guys kind of touched on it during the podcast, but um, do you have income requirements uh, when you're dating someone or when you uh, when you meet someone? I don't. I know a lot of women do, though, because Mm -hmm. of the whole a man should be the provider. Like if you're looking for that traditional type of thing. But sure. Male or female for me, I've never had a thing where I expect you. Like if you make a certain amount, I can't talk to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a balance. Like I used to have a thing about, you know, only wanting to date someone who was college educated and maybe worked in a white collar or yeah. not maybe not someone who did something with their hands or whatever, just because my thought process then and it's changed now was what are we talking about? Yeah. So if I'm working in something where I'm doing a lot of cognition, I'm thinking, I'm doing stuff, and then you tell me, you know, you did some role work today, I'm thinking when we get home from work, what are we talking about? Yeah. That was my thought process then. Now I understand that could just be what he does. He yeah. likes being active with his hands. Exactly. And now we can talk about anything. Yeah. So that, it took me age to grow into that. But mm-hmm. now I don't have that just because I, I don't think I'm necessarily tied to – financial wealth as some people are like stability for sure i don't want to be struggling i don't want to be hungry i don't want to be robbing peter to pay paul but Mm -hmm. i don't have a thing in my mind where like oh no if he or she don't make this much money i'm out yeah i don't have it ambition yes drive yes an actual dollar amount never been my thing yeah so i'm all about I'm all about the drive, the ambition, and your goal. Like, what is your end goal? Mm-hmm. If you want to do something, okay, well, what are you doing to work towards that? Right. I'm a, the, the, what, you, what your state and what your salary is right now um, doesn't necessarily bother me. What would bother me is if you want to do this, um, are you stagnant in what you're doing, and what are you doing to change that? Because I hate to say it, but everyone has a choice. Mm-hmm. Everyone has a choice. <laughs> 
of how they want to live their life and how they uh, how they want their integrity or their character to to implement them into a certain arena as it relates to salary job uh whatever the case you're passionate about mm-hmm. uh, one of the best best things I, I i've ever heard is um actually a book I, I i read just talking about um how when you when you approach something with passion and it doesn't compromise your character or integrity well, that's when you get paid the most money anyway right. you know what i mean because you you obviously would do whatever you have to do to increase your income but de- having a have, making a certain amount of money just starting off uh, within a relationship, it it is null and void. I don't think it matters. I, I also have to recognize, you know, people, women are just taught differently. Like we are taught to look for for a man who couldn't, prov- who can provide. Mm-hmm. Um, even in this new age where women, you know, can make more than a man, we're still taught to look for a man who can provide security and financial stability. Sure, those are two things. You know, I I don't I can only guess that men are taught to look for a woman who can create a nice home, who mm-hmm. can be nurturing, yeah. create a family for you, and so it it wouldn't be a thing that you would a standard that you would have. Sure, I can understand that more women would have a financial standard i i've never heard anyone give an actual dollar amount like what we talked about this weekend uh-huh. with eighty thousand. Yeah. i've never heard anyone have a dollar amount but i have heard like well he should you know i don't want to make more money than my husband you mm-hmm. know you, you hear that conversation yeah for sure uh but i think women are more it's more something that women are taught than a man would yeah so <clears throat> My my soapbox on love relationships and people riding or dying for you, whatever the case may be. Um, I think I probably make four times as much as my wife. Mm-hmm. I, I do well for myself, whatever the case may be. Um, <clears throat> at my previous employer, uh, something had happened, um, uh, which I don't necessarily feel I was in the wrong, but I went through a, a kind of a, a month stretch where things were kind of up in the air. Mm-hmm. And I'll just say, hey, you know, I, I, this could happen. Mm-hmm. And she was like, all right, cool. We'll, we'll just adjust this, this, and this, and we'll be all right. Simple as that. Right. She would have, uh, my salary would have immediately went to zero until I found something else. But just the fact that, hey, I'm obviously making three or four times more than her easily. Mm-hmm. And now she comes and just, all right, whatever. Right. Okay, cool. We'll find something else. I'll adjust. We'll adjust. You know what I mean? So uh, I've always been kind of big on financial stability, even just kind of growing up as a child, just uh, not necessarily kind of based on my parents. But uh, growing up in the church, I could never figure out why the church people uh, didn't have the prosperity as people that I didn't see go to church all Mm. the time. You kind of get what I'm saying? I had friends. He had all the J's, every last single pair parents had the new explorer when it came out i mean it had the, the the sob and everything and then they never went to church nigga we lived in the church mm-hmm. so i couldn't put the correlation of why are they living a more prosperous life right. and you know here we are and you know we got an astro van which was okay back then but obviously, you had a big family got everybody around man but i, I just could never kind of correlate the difference right. Um, and so I've always said, okay, I never want to be kind of in that state. Which one? The, um, where you didn't have more of a prosperous. Gotcha. Uh, you, you, you didn't do the prosperity thing. Yeah. Well, two things, <clears throat> like the one thing I was thinking about, like when you said your wife was like, yeah, let's do it. Because I've always thought 
if say I make sixty thousand mm-hmm. and my partner makes forty thousand, mm-hmm. combined home income income is a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. If he or she stops working. I'm feeling that loss just as much as if I stopped working. Exactly. So it's like we need both of those yeah. things to make a balanced household. So I, I just don't, you know, I've never really been in that hierarchy thing, but it happens. Yeah, it happens. And I, I told her, you know, if something happens where shit pop off for her, mm-hmm. I'm, nigga, I'll be a stay-at-home dead in a heartbeat. Right. That's dope. I, I, that shit doesn't bother me. I mean, I gave her the, the option when we had our first child. I said, if you want to stay home, you know, you can. I think We'll, we'll we'll be fine um so i gave her that option uh, obviously she wanted to keep working now we're in a place where we're, we're kind of doing some some wealth building uh paying off uh, uh some debt we got a, maybe two more things and then we'll revisit the conversation yeah. again hey if you if you don't want to go to work uh, nigga you don't have to dope that, you know? i mean that that's two though that's a I think that's a that's an awesome awesome privilege that y'all have because some people don't have it exactly okay but I the agree other with that. thing too that i wanted to mention is what you said about church so why i always want to date someone with the same religious background i mean mm-hmm. i know that's not where the conversation is you know no good but shit. is that so in my household like i said or a few episodes ago my dad you know was like muslim nation of yeah. islam or sure. whatever and so my mom southern baptist mm. so it would be times where we ain't have it in the house, but black liberation theology says, pray now and you'll get your reward in heaven. Sure. So my mom is giving money to the church and tithing. And mm. my dad is like, we could be using that <clears throat> money to eat. You yeah. hand it to that pastor. Yeah. And she's like, no, I'm sowing it to the kingdom of yeah. God. And he was like, why we don't have nothing in this house? Yeah. And so it just, it was a constant argument. Like, should we be taking tithes and offering and putting food in the house or, she would be paying tithes, and then sometimes miraculously, I don't know if it was miraculously, but checks would show up in the mail. Yeah. Maybe one that was just late or whatever. My mom was like, see, look at God. Praise God. Dude, this is this is so dope because I've I've um I don't want to say I, I I questioned, I've never questioned tithing, and I fully understand tithing. But I've always said <laughs> you gotta eat. That was all- church now says don't give nothing you don't have. When he said that in church the other day, I thought, this is blowing my mind now i think you took it out of context oh because i it was during ties and over it yeah he said if you don't have it to give don't and i thought that's interesting yeah i think i'll i'll touch on that out the air but i think you you took that slightly out of oh. context but i i, I know exactly I, what I, he was, I was like that is so um <clears throat> so i learned two valuable lessons and and this is why tithing is a non-negotiable in in, in my life mm-hmm. um even though it is a it, I mean, sometimes you look and say, whew, this is a, a this, this is a chunk. Yeah. You know, but I've changed my my tithing uh, strategy totally. And it's more around taxes and stuff like that. So I tie that in the year now. Gotcha. Um, but anyway, uh, so two things. The, the first is um, and not to make this about religion, so I won't even go deep. But my, my dad always said you, 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 you always sow. You know, you always give, you always have a, a grateful and gracious heart. And when you say things just miraculously happen, I just remember we gave away a car and I'm like, what are we doing? <laughs> and then, life? yeah, what? And then, like, two weeks later, we get a new car paid for. And I, I just remember it was always, you, you see, you, you give unto the Lord and, and all this stuff. So I, I'm just a firm, firm believer in, in tithing, offering. And that's why I, I, 
I was looking back at some stuff and the amount of money I donate to support others or whatever cause uh, or if I can help somebody at any time, I'm always willing to do so because I always think uh, that that'll come back. So we, we kind of ran off a little bit on the um, plug twice on the plug twice. But anyway, so I think I think uh, you and I are on the same page. That shouldn't necessarily be an income requirement. Right. But when if you dating. have that, but if I you mean, have give that us your feedback, write us on Instagram, Facebook, whatever. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean go for let's it. Let's talk about it. So the thing is. Money just makes you more of what, what you already are. I mean, if Thanks. you're if your income requirement is, is 80,000 and you spend a lot of money, well, it's going to spend more. You're just going to spend more. You're still going to be in the same position. Yeah. Uh, or if you're, if you got questionable integrity, you make more money. Well, your, your, your integrity is really going to be questioned. Right. Now. So, um, I mean, I just, thankfully nobody I have talked to has that mindset because right now I'm not bringing in much of anything. Anybody I'm with is banking on my potential at this point. <laughs> And like, that's what's so dope about it, man, yeah. when you see people. I'm like, like look, I promise you, I know, I, I promise you, just give me about a year to have. And you came out making decent money. Yeah. And I was just, but it, it was that point. That's a point of privilege. It was that point that I realized this is not the most important thing to me. The okay. most important thing to me is finding somebody to spend my life with and sure. being around people I love. That ain't everybody. I get it. I got you. But yeah, I you came out that. for entry-level position. You made good money. Yeah. People will take that nine times. People will take that now. Yeah, you know, for sure. ten years out, they'll take that. <laughs> for um, sure. So, anyway, that that's that. So, kind of piggybacking on the money thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it was some interesting conversations throughout our group me, and I'm I'm a combine I'm a kind of combine the two. Um, so the you, you think about having some type of income requirement or whatever the case. So um, would you move uh, for a significant other who's kind of going through, uh, who's in B school or something right now or trying to get an additional degree, knowing that in the future they would make money, but you are very stable in your career right now? It's a very loaded question. Yeah, it is. Okay, let me rephrase that. <laughs> That's very loaded. Would you just move for a significant other? Um, it depends on the level of commitment with that person okay so how how long would you have to date because because i guess if you've been dating two years obviously there's some right there's some two years i would i would move yeah two years i would move if we were so if it was a situation where i just met somebody and we've been talking for four months but Mm -hmm. it's fucking awesome you know what i mean and it could be something i wouldn't move on four months I wouldn't move on four months. You wouldn't? We could, do, we could do the distance thing for a while and see if that works out. And if it didn't, then I would just have to say, you know what? God's will. Yeah. It wasn't supposed to happen. So the thing about that distance is you grow and you build a relationship apart that typically when you bring it together is just friction. Right. Sometimes, like, I don't understand people who are in distant situations and there's no end date. And yeah. just be like, no, that's just where they live and that's where I live. I'm like, well, when is it going to come yeah, together? Because yeah. to your point... You become more established. You're yeah. like, I don't really want to leave. And it, it, I know exactly. People here. I got this and I got and you yeah. get accustomed to that phone call on a nightly basis. Or, right. But I don't four months, I don't know. I might have to I might have to take that L. And if we've been talking I think my statute is a, a year. And keep in mind that the relationship I'm in now is my longest relationship. Mm-hmm. That's a long that's longer in my mind sure. than it is for other people. 
because I just never been that committed before. Mm-hmm. So I think a year, I, I think about it, I would have to see like what does that area, wherever he's he or her moving to, what does it look like for me career wise? Like, yeah. So if I'm teaching at that point, mm-hmm. are there universities in this area? Is there even an opportunity for me to for sure. do what I want to do? For sure, do? I agree. But if it's like a job desert, I'd be like, <laughs> unless you can provide, even if you can provide for both of us, I just, I'm not comfortable yeah. not having my own. I got like, you. I'm just, I'm not. So me and my girlfriend now are talking about moving in together. I'm not comfortable because my income is so up and down right now. I'm yeah. doing freelance writing. I'm teaching part-time at an elementary. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I'm doing whatever. I would like to have a salary. So if shit goes bad, she hate I say this, but if shit goes bad, I need to have money to sure. say, I can pick up my life where it was exactly. as opposed to living back home with my mom. And but you're, like, you're doing extremely well right now. You live in a good apartment. <laughs> it's the truth. Uh, what what my pastor used to say at my church? You see my story, but you no, you see my glory, but you, you don't see know my, my glory, story. You don't know my story. So it's all right. You know what I mean? I, I'm blessed, more blessed than I some mean. You wear jays and shit, V. So I can't. I, I don't. The I don't. Poorest people wear jays, but no, I wouldn't. Do wear I wouldn't be hungry and wear jays. I ain't that stupid. I got you. I mean, not to. Sh- yeah, it is stupid. So, um. But no, I don't. To pick up my whole life, like we talked about, if I had kids, fuck no, nope. Not See, it. I know I know people who've, who've been in a situation where they've where kids were involved and they're gone. They mm. left. They moved. Mm. Um, but at some point, you know what you're going to get out of that other person. So right. it kind of goes back. If you if you can understand the character integrity of another person, it's okay. If Just, you really get it. If you really get it, you'll yeah. make the move. I'll move. If there was, if, if, so I, I'll look at it from this perspective. Right now, if my wife got an opportunity that was significantly, well, that's my wife. I'm so, about to say that's All right, your so wife. We'll, we'll throw that out. Okay. Oh, this happened. Um, what's this? 2016, I guess 2011, mm-hmm. 2012. I think she and I were just dating maybe two years. Mm-hmm. Um, I already kind of knew like she was all in for me. So, not to sound cocky or nothing, but it's just kind of... You were going to move to Charlotte. Yeah, I was going to... Thank you. I remember. I was going to move to Charlotte. And I just broached the subject briefly. Hey, I'm considering moving to Charlotte. Okay. I, when do I leave? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it, was, it, was, it was just that simple. So I guess it just kind of depends um, on the level of commitment between the relationship sure. at that point in time. So for her, it was a no-brainer. Right. But I don't think she was where she wanted to be at in her professional career. So she was kind of so, flexible. Yeah, it was it was easy for her to say, "Okay, cool, I'm I'm out." So, like I had one of my teachers from high school mm-hmm. is my best friend's mentor. So whatever I know of her situation personally. Sure. So she picked up and moved to Orlando mm-hmm. with somebody who she had just. They were dating, but it was serious. It was commitment. Yeah. I think maybe he had proposed. So okay. She moved to Florida with him. And from what I can remember about the situation, she didn't have any family down there. She was a, or is a teacher, so she had a job down there. Yep. But he moved down there, and he showed his black ass mm. where he started cheating on her. Mm. I think maybe one time he tried to put his hands on her mm. or whatever. And she was down there, and all she had in that case was a job. She didn't have many friends. She didn't yeah. have, and he wasn't showing any indicators, I guess, if you ever can, of being abusive. Sure. But it was the fact that she didn't have any family or anything down there. So my thought process has always been, what security network can I create for myself 
if things go bad. Ah, that's 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 a that's how a far good am thought. I for friends? You know, how far am I from loved ones? Do I and if I'm gonna be there, I'm gonna create that network for myself outside of you. Not to it sounds like I'm dress rehearsing tragedy and I'm not all the way in. It's just you, things happen. Things happen. People change, yep. circumstances change, and you just need an out. You need a, some fucking money. Yep. You need a fucking place to sleep. Yep. And you need to have a job. Huh. I, I like the way you put that. Having a security network. Yeah. Um. So I think I think that is a necessity, actually. Yeah. Uh, when you decide and opt to move, and let's face it, um, you can move away, follow a particular person, and that shit just may not work. Yeah. You just can be run this course like a normal relationship. Yeah. You can be here. <laughs> but make sure you like that city. Yeah. yeah. Like, so uh, if it don't work, shit. I know female. I moved up here with my with my boyfriend. It didn't work. Love I Atlanta. Mean, yeah. N- never going back. You moved to Bumblefuck, yeah. South Dakota. Probably low key one of the best things I ever did. So I don't know. That's um that's that. I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, you wanna you wanna do gay corner now or you wanna wait? I can do it. All right, go for it. So a few weeks ago, or no, a few podcasts ago, I talked about uh, just outward discrimination about gay people and things like that. Well, in Georgia, two fr- no, Friday, last Friday, they passed the religious, the Senate did, passed the Religious Religious Freedom Act. Okay. Which basically says that gay marriage is legal nationally, but if a pastor here doesn't want to honor that, he doesn't have to. Mm-hmm. They combined that with another bill that says if the if a restaurant is owned by someone who has a outright religious affiliation or if it's a or a tax organization who can claim religious affiliation they can deny service to gay people so that hmm. passed here in the senate in georgia how do they know they're gay though what the what the fuck i guess if i'm holding my girlfriend's hand uh, or if, if it's like a if it's two gay men you have one that's feminine or whatever but i was like i just don't understand why people give a fuck that much not that right I, no that, and that is the point like someone my girlfriend sent me a text this morning and it was like some people are gay get over it like yeah. it doesn't have anything to do with you yeah like what the it fuck? has nothing but the fact that it has passed in this state where i live in the senate and it's in the house right now and it's more than likely gonna pass um because they the issue that I'm not into politics, but the issue that I think the House had was that it was separate between the Pastors Act, Pastor Protection Act, and Religious Freedom. Well, they just combined both of them. It says, Pastors, you know what? You don't have to marry gay people if you don't want to. And also, gay people, if you come into a restaurant, and I can't think of many in Atlanta, but you just never know. Yeah, Someone you don't. could have it in their business plan or in the way they set up their funding, mm-hmm. and you just never know. And they can deny service and i just think it's so fucking crazy and it kind of infuriates me but on the other level i get it because it's like what you talk about a pastor doesn't have to agree with the way that everyone has to live their life i get that in i'm totally for that so i get it you they know got I don't discretion. agree with it but i get it i kind of agree with their discretion to marry based off the way they interpretate their and bible exactly but on the other hand... I don't agree with the food shit. Yeah, it's like I could just be at a restaurant. Or even more importantly, what I thought about, because it's organizations that can classify a certain in a tax way. So it could be a 501c3, 501c4, and which means that could be a sorority mm-hmm. or a fraternity to say, you know what, 
you have same-sex affiliation, we don't want to have you working with this organization. Mm -hmm. it, it just affects people on a lot of different levels. And um, I'm disappointed in Georgia, but, you know, it, it is what it is. It's just fucking sucks. So just so you know that this shit is real, it's not just, you know, the people walking down the street and you, you know, you whisper something under your breath. It's now, uh, what's it called? Ex facto, de facto. It's, it's about to be a law or a bill or actual sanction here in Georgia. So, yeah, man. Uh, big shout out to Fire Angelou's Gay Corner. We bring that to you every week. That was dope. That was a lot of insight. Um, and again, I, I agree with the law um, with the pastors having the discretion um, to marry same-sex couples based on the way they interpretate the Bible. Interpret. Um, did I say that incorrectly? Yeah, interpret. Just interpret. Yep. That's okay. Um, thank you. Uh, I don't understand the whole eating thing, though. <laughs> like, come on. Like, I don't want to see you eat together. Yeah. Over there, loving each other. Together. You heard about the shit Manny Pacquiao said? Oh, God, I don't even want to talk about. It. <laughs> just people are so ill-informed. Yeah, that that's. I mean, that, that's past ill-informed. That's just ignorant. Times a hundred. Like, there are gay animals. I guess if you want to call them gay, some people are. I just, I'm, I'm always against kind of the animal to human comparison. Number one, yeah. number one. So I was done there. Yeah. Um. Ugh. Anyway. But I get it. Um. Again, and I'm, I'm, I'm definitely still a work in progress because I, I don't necessarily care for the extra flamboyant males. I just. Well, sometimes I just think people do too much. Like, yeah, if you're going to cross-dress, cross-dress. Yeah. I'll tell you about the, the conversation I had with the cross-dresser at... Uh, this weekend? No, man. I got to tell you about it. It was so dope. Yeah, and I... No, you didn't tell me about it. But I'm thinking about it. Sometimes, when I, before I even started dating girls, I didn't understand overly masculine studs and this is why i was like i've never dated studs because yeah. to me and i still feel this way i feel like on some levels it's a it's a trans thing it's not just how you feel comfortable dressing mm -hmm. it becomes a sexual identity thing sure. where you're wearing your strap all the time as if you have a oh they do that yeah some do so that if they're getting ready to fuck somebody they just pull it out put a condom on it all this other stuff as if oh, you it's put their condoms actual. on them um... yeah a, a lot of girls who strap up if they use the same strap oh okay they put a condom yeah yeah because they can be porous anyway i just feel like it's a gender same thing with overly effeminate males mm -hmm. i just feel like if there's a trans thing if there's a gender identity thing then let that be known because i'm I know a lot of women, and they don't act the way a lot of super, super effeminate men sure. do. But anywho. I get it. Yeah. Um, kind of moving on from that, uh, I guess about two weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago, uh, Sports Illustrated came out with a swimsuit edition with a quote-unquote uh, full-figured woman on the cover. I mean, mm -hmm. I thought she was uh, thought she was cute. Uh, again, I, my dating history, I like a little meat on my bones. Yay. You know, yeah. I wouldn't say meat on my bones as in sloppy fat. No, that's I would not, say like that's not meat. Thick. That's just fat. Fat ass. Slim okay. thick with your cute ass. You yeah. should play that day. Go big girl. What you going to do? Girl? I should. Yeah. We'll talk about that. That's disrespectful. Maybe. Anyway. So um, I kind of like my girls with a curvy. I like curvy chicks. That's a nice way to put that. Tits, ass, like uh, I've always been an ass guy. Mm -hmm. So I kind of like them slim a little bit, but with a fat ass. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so Sports Illustrated had a quote unquote full figured woman 
uh, on the cover. So, and then I'm, I'm flipping the channel a couple, I, I, I guess, four or five days later, or whatever the case, maybe same week. And I see like, um, I guess it's one of those fashion weeks or something mm-hmm. like that. So they were modeling uh, a full figured line. And of course you have women coming down the runway. So then I'm thinking, you know, is the idea of modeling or having full figured women who are heavy set um, show off this brand of clothes? Is it promoting obesity? Like, are we encouraging uh, women to say, hey, it's, it's okay. It's okay to be unhealthy or it's okay to be fat. You just got to wear these clothes with it. Now, I, I'm full disclosure right now. I'm in the transitional period. So I'm not like I'm not like the, the skinny fit guy with the six packs who are with fat the six pack people. Yeah. Fat shaming people. I, you know, I know I need to, to get my act together. So I, I get all that. But I just kind of want to hear your thoughts. And, and all, is that necessarily promoting obesity? Because everybody wants to. What is, what is it? Healthy, wealthy, slim, and fun, or something. Whatever. I, it's a tagline. I, I was, I've never heard. Of really? This. No. Yeah. Maybe I'll I'll find it. Or I'll yeah. Google it. But I I don't think so. Like I think when you have a plus size, and I, when I see the girl Ashley Graham on the on the cover, she looks thick for a white girl, but not thick by black standards. She's like average black girl size. But you know, white white women have different body body archetypes than black women but when i see like a big girl fashion show or a plus size fashion show i don't think it's necessarily celebrating obesity because some of those women may not be obese bullshit um, you said bullshit i said bullshit why if, you, if you're obese you're obese no I, i've never there's seen no there's no great line there fat plus size fashion on tv i've only remember like the plus size fashion team in college <laughs> oh, okay I got and you. those girls were like a size 14 size 12 i don't know if on this show, and that's not obese that's not obese, depending on your height. The, the way you're looking, you looking at me for I mean, nigga, kinda, tall. Your eyes kind of shifted from left to right, like, eh. You're a 14, right? Yeah, I'm a 14. Okay. That's I wouldn't call obese. you obese. No. I could lose weight, for sure. But that's my own personal standard. I don't know if I were to go to the doctor. I know I don't have, like, high cholesterol and other things associated with being, like, obese. Mm-hmm. But I just think it's okay for me, in my opinion, to see other body types on television. Because I think when you only have that thin, super thin look, gap between the thighs, you know, you can see the rib cage and all that shit. I think it's damaging to the image of what a woman is supposed to look like. And I think it becomes unhealthy in a lot of different ways. I don't think seeing those women. That's subjective. The unhealthy piece. What's that? Emotionally unhealthy. Okay. Emotionally unhealthy. I got you. Because I, you know, like. Uh, Christy Teague chimed in on this on this conversation, mm-hmm. uh, which is a model from the seventies and eighties, which of course was the beginning of. Oh, that. I thought you were talking. What's John Legend' wife name? Christy Teigen. Christy uh, Teigen. Okay, that's no. who I thought you was talking no, about. No, no, like, yeah, that's this interesting. Old white lady, um, which she was a model in the beginning of that whole "I do cocaine, so I'm real skinny" look. Ah. But she came out and said, "Quote." I don't like that we're talking about full figure. She didn't even use plus size. She said full figured women because it's glamorizing them because your waist should be 35 inches. Miss Teagues, that's your opinion. She comes from a different time in my life. Does come a different era. But I, I don't think so. I think it's okay to see different body types. I, I think it's okay, but um, 
I think people should want to be healthy. And I'm not saying this is what I am now and I'm not going to and I feel sexy. I feel beautiful. It's okay to feel sexy. I'm I'm just speaking from a health perspective. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's promoting obesity, but I haven't met a fat person that wanted to be fat. Like Gabrielle Sidibe. She hadn't made any efforts as far oh, as God, we no. know. And I would have thought, I said, oh, she's definitely going to lose weight. I thought I thought so, too, when she first came out. But at the same time, she's not out saying everyone should look like me. Yeah. She's just saying, I'm okay, I guess. I don't know. I don't know her. But the fact that she hasn't lost any weight. Would you consider her obese? Yeah, she's obese. Okay. She's obese. That's but not healthy, same, though. Yeah, it's not. But it's the fact that she is comfortable in however she is. It's as one far thing, as we know. Yeah, it's okay to be comfortable. In, in your skin. It's yeah. another thing to be healthy in your skin. And I, I mentioned this to you before the show. It's most bizarre. So I get a physical every year. Mm-hmm. So I got my physical coming up. So if I weigh the same thing that I weigh when I'm 29 that I weigh I'm 31. Mm-hmm. At 31, even though I'm the same exact weight, my health risk increases right. because, of, because of the age. So I still think that at some point, um, you know, I don't want to say it's promoting obesity, but hey, I encourage everyone to live a healthy right. lifestyle, including myself. Things. There's healthy, and then there's just saying, this is where I am now, and I'm not going to be ashamed of it. I don't know if they're saying, hey, I eat five buckets of chicken, and you should too every day. I don't yeah. think it's the same thing, but I don't agree with Ms. Teagues, but I also get your point that mm-hmm. it's not healthy. For someone to be obese. Sure. Now, there's a set standard for what obese means. And I don't think this girl, Ashley Graham, who was on the magazine, is that. I definitely don't think she's obese. Yeah. She, I thought she was a trick. Yeah, I thought she was pretty cute, too. Yeah. But anyway, um, just thought I'd bring that up and not to not to kind of obviously take a side. I think uh, I just wanted to raise uh, the question of, and obviously you'll get backlash from, you know, You'll get backlash from both sides. Some people will agree. Some people will won't. Some people won't. Uh, just kind of is what it is. It's kind of, I guess, everything is based on the preference of the individual. Even if you get into uh, a guy who says, I'm attracted to only light-skinned girls or I'm attracted right. to only dark-skinned girls, the fuck? It's just the preference of the guy. Right. Some girls aren't attracted to fat guys. Some girls like chubby guys. Right. You know, so it's it's just all it's about what you like. Yeah, it's just all about the preference. Um, so that's why I never get into the whole light skin, dark skin conversation. Yeah, that's like because if you like tall guys, you like tall guys. You like short guys, you like short guys. Um, so there's always a a stance that I could take with some of the things, which is my I guess I would say my true stance, which sometimes comes off as kind of combative and militant. But I feel like if you there's a difference between preferences and, you know, I used to be a diversity educator, but there's a difference between preferences and then you always have to question where those preferences come from. And so sometimes those preferences are rooted in self-hatred, uh, bigotry, sexism, all those different things. So you could say, I'm only attracted to light-skinned women, but you have to ask the question, well, where did that come from? And you could always just lean back on the fact that it's a preference or it could be the fact that all the images that you see on television and of positive images of black women are mostly light skinned. And the women that are dark skinned are like sassy, the ones that have an attitude. Like there are just time and time after time where you can see that reflected in TV. I don't think it's I don't think it's the basis of television. I just think people date within their complexion. I've said this for years. 
Jesus Christ. This Pe- sounds like a conversation that people had like in the 1950s. No, people, I think most people I know, their significant other is the same complexion. But why? Because that's that's just what they like. I see. They I, see I themselves. I don't believe that. I think but think about a- think about all the relationships that people that are involved. You rarely do you see people that are differ much. <laughs> yeah, I'm not agreeing that it, that you're right. I'm just my question oh, is you, always why. The, the why. So I'm not get. I don't want to get into the why. Okay. I just think that people. Yeah, I don't want people date within their complexion. Yeah, because you and you and your girl same complexion. I mean, I'm lighter than my girlfriend, but um, you know. Same complexion. Yeah, I I don't like. Think, that just think about it. Think think about <laughs> it. Think about uh think about everybody that's in a relationship. Yeah, I'm thinking about it. Same, damn the same complexion. Yeah, it's hard for me <laughs> to have this conversation without going to the why. So I'm just gonna. Start. Yeah, so it's 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 interesting. But I, now that I'm thinking about it, I just keep going to one couple specifically that just keeps staying in my mind. But I don't that know are why. same complexion. Yeah. I don't want to ask who. Not in, it's not, not a bad thing. No, nah, I don't want to ask. I kind of want to say, but I don't know. It's not a bad thing at all now. I don't want to ask. Well, go for it. Who? Just Robert Owen Niche. Same exact complexion. Yeah. Like when I think they are literally the, literally same, the complexion. same complexion. Yeah. Not necessarily a Y, just. I mean, just and, I'm not going to the You y. and Cuddy, the same complexion. But I'm actually more attracted B, to dark skin. B women. and Affy, the same complexion. Who are those people? Bernard and his girl. Oh. Same complexion. Me and D. Same complexion. Yeah. <laughs> just, I don't know why it's like that. It's just. It's just I'm not saying. I'm, I, I apologize for uh, for saying those names, but we thank you. Uh, we thank, thank y'all for listening. Thank you for Y'all's your support. <laughs> thank you for the support. Thank you for listening. Uh, man, it's been a great show. Hey, uh, I, so I took a shower before the show. Yeah. And. I guess out of habit, I brush my teeth again. Okay. And I put on deodorant. Oh. At night. That's weird ass shit. <laughs> so, I think you said, you don't, if you, what was it? If you take a shower at night, you don't put on deodorant before you go to bed? Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> and my, the thing, my conversation was, oh, because I'm not saying words, so you can't see what I'm looking like. I'm like, the fuck? That's what I'm looking like right now, people. Because I'm thinking... Why the fuck would you do that? Like, <laughs> what? I, and then I, I said it so hard, and then my girlfriend comes out and say, "Yeah, I put on deodorant after I got the shower." Yeah, and I'm like, 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 why not? Why? Why? It's you have central heating and air. You're not sweating <laughs> in the in the. It, but I guess it goes back to the conversation of whether you take showers at night or in the morning. Mm-hmm. I'm a night shower person. I'm still not putting deodorant on. I just feel like that's a going out thing. So when you get up in the morning, do you what you just do a cat bath, hit the hit the key areas? Yeah, if if I'm like sweating and shit, and I don't know, I I'm a calm sleeper, so I take a shower at night. It's very soothing. I can get in my sheets and not have to worry about the day being on them. And I get up and I wash my face and I brush my teeth. And I start my day. I don't necessarily have like it's it's nights I go I to sleep. I don't have to wash my box again because I don't sleep with drawers on. We talked about. Yeah. I think that part aired on the podcast. I, I don't know. Most girls don't sleep with drawers on. They shouldn't. Yeah, my wife doesn't, which yeah. works well for me. So I don't have a lot of, you know. So um, I I don't know. I I take showers at night. I take showers in the morning. But regardless, I put on deodorant at night. Yeah. 
as you go to bed. I just like smelling good. I've like, never noticed that my girlfriend does that. Smell is, I told you, that's one of like my pet peeves. Stink. Like if even if my wife or daughter has been out all day, y'all, y'all got a shower. Let me tell you who stinks. Motherfucking kids. Okay. <laughs> God, they smell. They smell bad. good to me. No, they don't. Man, I love, I love hugging my daughter. That's and your just, daughter. Just the scent. And that's because it's some kind of thing. It's a chemical <laughs> thing. But you have to be around. I, let me tell you, I work with these children. I'm not a big fan of kids. Your, your daughter was throwing shit at me upstairs. But shout they, out to PD. We were there. I was there. The power was out at the school last week. Oh God. And so there's no air circulating. Oh my through, God. And they're like. <laughs> Miss uh, Miss uh, DJ, Miss Allen, <laughs> and I'm like, hey y'all, back up! I was like, so somebody opened the door and they was like, God, these kids smell, especially when they come from running outside. Oh, that's so funny! And they're so sweet, so they want to hug you, and I'm like, you just smell so bad. You just smell awful. That's so funny. Anyway, that's hilarious. Yeah, no, I don't put put deodorant on at night. I'm a deodorant I do brush guy. Brush my teeth before I go to bed. Do a little mouthwash, guy. I, I brush floss. Um, it's in the normal, morning. I just I have never heard of any, but it's also the same thing as that. Got I hate to bring it up again. What it's body wash and soap? <laughs> I don't even wash, want to talk soap, about that. Just certain things I have never I, heard I, of. I, I definitely didn't expect that to take a life. You of know, itself. your parents teach you certain things about hygiene. My mother never said before you go to bed. Maybe she told my brother that because guys, guys are more active. Yeah, maybe she. I'm going to ask him. I think out of, right I now, wonder. for me, it's just out of habit. You know, I get in the shower. Do you put on lotion before you go to bed? Uh, No. I don't either, but a lot of women do. Because yeah. I don't like to feel. I want my raw skin on my raw sheets, especially after you shave. I put on lotion and it's all that oily feeling. I got you. I got you. Anyway. Yeah, I put on lotion every morning, though. Yeah, yeah. That's do you good. lotion your legs when you're wearing pants? Yeah, I just started that because my friends like. Ju- I used to do zoned lotion. Yeah, which which is okay. Like, it's, n- it's nothing against that. Let me tell you something. I said that in a group of women, and they was like, no to Sister Locks, and she was like, "You don't lotion your whole body." I'm like, "Oh, I'm not a morning person, so I, I'm not. I don't want to be doing too much of anything. Exactly. I just want to get up, do what I need to do to get out and look presentable, and go." I- why do I have to lotion the small of my back? Well, maybe because sometimes your shirt raises up. But why am I lotioning specifically, specifically my thighs? When it's covered up. When I'm like my ankles, you never gonna catch my ankles ashy. I'm, I'm doing that whole guy. Yeah. But my thighs, if it's the winter and you don't grow a lot of hair, so I don't have like rough thighs. So sure. I don't want to hear that bullshit. I just don't understand. I don't know. I, I lotion up. I'm, I'm more of a zone lotion person. Some days, I'll, I'll lotion all the way through. But I'm I'm pretty much zone lotion as you as you yeah, say. I don't know. So I don't know, man. It's all good. Uh, big day on Tuesday of this week. It's happening. And is the joke still funny? It has to be a joke. Is, no one's seriously voting for Donald Trump. You is have the joke said it. still funny? Are you seriously? I, did you vote today or did you vote? Are you voting tomorrow? I'm voting tomorrow. I mean, you know what? You can't ask people that question. But you I can't. hope no one well, is I, serious. I profess, I, I was surprised that Ben Carson didn't gain more traction. I, I think so. I, I hate, I to, hate say to say it. I think I so hate too. To say because it. people, I thought people would gravitate towards his and story more. He doesn't more. have a personality. That he's just he's just a smart guy. You can't go from charismatic black man to 
smart black man who says I, I don't I didn't agree with it I don't want it to be confused that I agree with the notions of Ben Carson just think he was more articulate than this Donald Trump guy y'all got up here hey really man about to people are gonna go to the, the polls the joke tomorrow. is not funny anymore is it it's not funny I'm telling you I told you from day one people are people like honesty over the politicians I just can't believe it I will not believe that people. I don't know who I'm voting right for. Mind. I don't know who I'm voting for, but I will tell you this: I listen to the Republican debates. I listen to the Democratic debates, and I think I'm knowledgeable enough to make a an educated decision um, on who I would vote for. So it's two people: you got Rubio and Trump, mm-hmm. or you got Bernie and um, and Hillary. Bernie Bernie place. has Bernie has switched his whole thing to like capture this black vote <laughs> which I don't think he needed to do. I thought he was cool. But I don't know. So from I think from a a um, from a, a black person's perspective they see him with the quote unquote uh urban celebrities. So I think he's definitely gained some traction there. Yeah, you know and I don't want to be one of those people cuz who say I'm not into politics because Everything we do, your whole life is political. So I yeah. don't really want to hear that bullshit. Yeah. But I do recognize that a lot of it is just sensationalization. So I'm trying to get to the part of it. And what I do in that poll tomorrow, I'm not really sure. All I know is I'm going to take my black ass there. There you go. Uh, hey, man. Hey, I can't listen. believe people are really going to vote hey. for Trump. <laughs> the joke isn't funny anymore. Now I was like, you're okay with him being the president of the United of these United States, as some people say. The one thing that fucked me, the one thing I wouldn't have been upset if he would have got became president. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I think he's gonna do a great job. I just, uh, I because I think he'll put the right people in place. I just can't. But uh, the response this week to the. The, the, the KKK thing was, was interesting to, to me. his dad being in the KKK? No, I think it was somebody more supporting him and he didn't say, nah, uh, I don't want you supporting me. Whatever the case may be. Anyway, we're not a political show. Just go I, vote. Just go vote. And I, I just wanted to throw out, hey, the, the joke is not as funny as it was uh, four months ago. I'm so intrigued as to what's going to happen tomorrow, Wednesday. <laughs> I just can't, I just cannot. I can't. The joke is not as funny, man. That's hilarious. I need a I need an escape plan. All right, man. Let's do it. Social media shout out. Oh yeah. Um, Fi Angelou. I don't have anybody. I just got well. So now it makes this one that I have seem more important than what it is. And no shade, but I thought you know if you have four, it's like okay, just throw this one in there. So. So yeah, social media anyway. shout out on the behalf of the In and Apple Juice podcast. You gonna put so much weight on it. Anyway, so there's just I don't even wanna do it. There's a podcast and I don't wanna plug other podcasts because too much because we still try to come up. Yeah, so what are we doing here? I'm just gonna mention them. Okay. I don't wanna mention them anymore. <laughs> I don't have one. You got a friend you can shout out, that's cool. Okay, so number one, we submitted our podcast through another round, which is a huge podcast. There you go. To be featured in their newsletter of other black podcasts. So be looking for that to come out from them. That's super dope. But one I wanted to shout out are two girls out of New York. 
Uh, and their podcast is called Inner Hole Uprising. I fuck with them. I feel like if I lived in New York, I would be like their friend. They are two queer polyamorous girls that do a podcast and the shit is legit funny to me. Um, so I'm going to shout them out because they follow us. And they follow is, us? They follow us. Super dope. Shout them out. What yeah. are we doing? Wait, slam, what are we waving on? Slam underscore pal. Slam. S-L-A-M underscore P-O-W. P as in Paul O-W. Shout out to y'all ladies. Inner whole uprising. Uh, they had one episode on pubes and how people feel about pubes and all this other shit. But they talk about a lot of good shit. I like it. Dope. I like I it. I got an interesting story on pubes. Um, we, we're lengthy, so we're longer than tooth this episode. So I'll talk about it uh, next episode. Okay, sure. teaser. Re- re- rem- you, do you see what I did there? I see there. Next week, <laughs> I'm discussing pubes. Tune in. Tune in. So, And if you have an opportunity, check out... Um, Ah, I can't even think of the show. With Lair David on HBO that used to come on. Curb Your Enthusiasm. Curb Your Enthusiasm. He has an excellent episode. On pubes? On pubes. And one like got caught in his throat. Oh my God. It's one of the funniest episodes ever. All right. Anyway, got a great uh, great conversation on pubes coming up next week. (laughs) Uh, Man, it's been a great show. I think so. Man, it's been it's just been us. We don't need, I mean, atta- we appreciate other people, but we nigga, don't need jobs. We haven't had a studio audience or nothing. We both have been sober. No drinking. <laughs> nigga, it's not even the water out here right nope. now. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> just uh, going straight. What you What you want for the mix today? Uh, I don't know. No, no, no flavor. You ain't got a, a feeling? Okay. Nah. All right. I really, I mean... <laughs> I don't know. Let me tell you something that I really like. And okay. I don't, because all the fucking antics. I really like that Kanye. So, uh, you can play n- highlight. Nigga, I love Kanye. Fuck I my love, life up. I love TLOP. I thought he was talking about Pablo Escobar. He is not. Who's he talking about? Paul, the apostle. Spanish. Pablo. Okay. I had no idea. Who told you that? He did. All right. So. I support you. I support <laughs> Kanye. That album is crazy. You gonna play something from that? Yeah, I'll I'm play about it. four songs from it. <laughs> Shit, yes. I'm recording as soon as we stop. I'm excited. Oh uh, man, do remember, do remember, you can follow me at uh, aceboon01 Instagram and Twitter at aceboon on Facebook, also on that Snapchat at aceboon01 as well. Fire Angelou. Uh, Fire Angelou, Twitter and Instagram, F I Y A A N G E L O U on Snapchat. Mm-hmm. And it's only because I can't figure out how to change my name and I don't want to get a whole new account. M I underscore Shell 32. You Follow gotta, the podcast. You got to make that Fire Angelou. I, w- I wish I could. You can. I can. I'll show you how to do it. Okay. And I'm new to Snapchat. All right. I'm about, now I want to see this happen. Yeah, yeah. All right. So check this out. This Saturday. Man. Drop the bomb. Yes. Two times. <laughs> Air horn. Yeah. Going down. It's happening. March 5th at La Vie. Uh, I already know it's going to be crazy. When you see me, when you see Fire Angela, make sure you come up, say what's up. Uh, it is definitely going insane. We'll see y'all there. Man. Um, man. Make sure you take some pictures. It's I guess. be good times. What would it what is our hashtag for, for Saturday? Hand and apple juice? Hand and apple juice. 
the hashtag. Look, I mean, that's the most creative we can get. You're a pretty simple guy. Let's just I'm really a, be consistent with the branding. You know me. <laughs> I'm a very, I don't like to complicate things. Yeah, or H-A-J. We'll figure it out. Hen and Apple Juice is the, is the official hashtag. is going down March 5th at LaVie. You can always follow us on Twitter. Instagram, Hen underscore Apple Juice, Facebook, Hen and Apple Juice Podcast. Yep, yep, man. It's, it's definitely going down. We'll catch y'all March 5th at La Vie. We appreciate y'all rocking with us. We post every Wednesday. Yeah.